The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And one of the chants that we've been learning these last few weeks is um, the traditional impermanence chant. And I mentioned that it's sometimes used at Buddhist funerals or memorial services. And uh, I thought instead of doing the Pali, which I know isn't everyone's cup of tea, using a, a scriptural language of Buddhism, but because, of course, what's really important is for us to receive this information, maybe probably to some degree a little challenging the information, and to memorize it enough so that we can chew on it a little bit, think about it, and most importantly, reflect on it in terms of our actual experience. So feel free to open that document up, and you'll see that impermanence chant. And we'll go right down to the translation. All conditioned things, that means everything and internally and externally, so all conditioned things arise and pass away. So everything's in motion, always, forever in motion. And the second line is understanding this deeply, or you could say coming into alignment with this truth that everything's in motion, that everything comes and goes, everything's changing. Understanding this deeply leads to the greatest happiness, which is peace. Now, like I said, the the reason we want this bit of information and, and to recall, be able to recall it is so that we can get curious. Like, well, is that true now? Because it's actually the only relevant thing to do with this kind of spiritual information is to check it out in our actual life, here and now. Is it true that this conditioned experience arises and passes away? That what is true for me right now is like a river changing, not static, not ground in the way that I imagine this moment of my life is some kind of solid ground. I'm here at Common Ground's office. Boom. You know, I'm Mark Nunberg. Boom. I'm the guiding teacher at Common Ground. Boom. I'm 63 years old. Boom. So we have the this way of using concept as it kind of creates the appearance of solid ground. I'm somebody who's like something, you know, or is some way, believes something, and it feels like substantial. (laughs) And so this chant, this Buddhist reflection on impermanence is just asking us to play playfully with curiosity, shift our view. All conditioned things arise and pass away. Seeing this clearly as it actually is, leads to the deepest happiness, which is the peace of release, the peace of not imagining uh, that there's solid ground, or not imagining the heart, the mind is dependent on permanence, but is capable of being fully in alignment with the way nature is, arising and passing, coming and going, flowing on and on like a river. 
So this is a nice thing to do at the beginning of a sit, just to, you know, when we do a chant, it's not so much about the chanting, although there's some community benefits when we chant together. It really does bring a group together, a little less so maybe on Zoom, but, it, you know, it's just an activity we can share. But the real purpose of chanting actually is to receive the information embedded in the chant in a way that we can memorize it so that all day long, not just when we're in formal meditation, we can reflect all conditioned things, everything's coming and going, everything's in motion, life, inner and outer life is a river, coming into alignment, understanding this deeply leads to the deepest happiness, which is peace. Hmm. How is that? How is that truth of change? Does it align with my experience right now? If I relax with the truth of change, does the heart move in the direction of happiness or move in the direction of tightness? You know, we can directly check this out. And that's a really nice setup for the meditation time, which will begin now, just settling in, appreciating that there is this body, this sitting, breathing, hearing, seeing body, smelling and tasting to a more limited degree. There is this body here and now, I'm just appreciating the truth of this actual experience. And in terms of the reflection we did, just did, can this experience of the breath, this experience of the body sitting, can it be understood as a river, a changing river of sensation, of bodily activity. Even if the body is sitting in a very relaxed and still manner, even then, how might we understand or perceive the body as a river, a changing river, something that's in motion here and now, as it actually is, so we're not projecting, we're just interested in coming more and more into alignment with the nature of our experience here and now. This more concrete end of our experience as a human being, what we call body. The sitting body, the breathing body, the seeing and hearing and tasting and smelling body. So just the lived reality of the five physical senses that we know well. And we cultivate a generous, wholehearted attitude toward this activity of the body, the sitting body. as if it's some kind of beautiful gift to show up with awareness in a generous way. Nothing left out, 
everything, in terms of the experience of the body, everything belongs. So there can be this sense with each inhalation, a generous yes, it's like this. And with each exhalation, a generous yes, it's like this now. wholehearted, generous presence with the body, with the moment. We just let it mature into a beautiful blossoming of non-harming. Truly an act, an activity of kindness, not wanting to add any more layers of stress, not wanting to plant any more seeds for suffering in our world or in my heart. This is that moral sensitivity or that moral integrity we've been talking about these past weeks. I care about this life enough to be full of care, generous and full of care so that I don't, because of habit, plant more seeds of tightness in the moment. I want to be here, I want to be relating to the moment in ways that are healing and kind and not causing harm, even in the most subtle ways. And it's these two attitudes, this attitude of showing up in a generous way and this attitude of showing up or relating with this beautiful value of non-harming. Really allow the wisdom to understand this capacity, this natural capacity to let go, like to let go of the impulse to react or to let go of the impulse to need to control my experience right now or the impulse to judge myself or to judge the noise in the room or to judge anything whatsoever. So this renunciation is, can also be understood as a capacity to be content with the way it is right now. It doesn't mean that it's perfect, 
It just means that my heart has the capacity to be at ease with the conditions as they are right now. And that's a nice thing, it's a good thing, this capacity to be content, to renounce the need for things to be different right now, just for a moment or one moment at a time. So each of us in our own way, as we've been, those who have been coming, we've been reflecting on this attitude of renunciation as a very direct and powerful way to access joy in our lives. So when we contemplate being content letting go of reactivity, being content with the way it is right now in the body, being okay with the way it is in the mind. We can notice the more subtle joy of renunciation of not needing to fix things, not needing to get somewhere, not needing to get rid of something, Ah, this is the joy of renunciation. We could say the joy of letting nature be nature. And it's really the beginning of understanding Buddhist wisdom, knowing what this quality of renunciation is leads the mind to an experience of wisdom. And wisdom here just means how I'm beginning to understand the causes for suffering and the causes for the release of suffering. I'm moving from a place of being in denial or feeling helpless to a place of feeling more empowered because wisdom is understanding how it all works. This is how suffering comes to be. This is how suffering is released. It's really this maturing of renunciation, the quality of renunciation in the heart. So we're going to continue in silence now, but just doing our best to trust the maturing as if we're learning to be in the river of our life, this flow of bodily activities and this flow of mental activities. Some will be pleasant, some will be unpleasant but we're letting the flow, the activity of our life be what it is, nature. The nature of our life, we're learning to trust it, to feel it, to be in alignment 
So in a sense, exposed, not afraid of our life, not afraid of the feelings that are coming and going. But we're just experimenting with not needing to control, not needing to fix, but just staying in the flow of the moment, the activity of the body and the mind, being aware of the activity of the body and the mind, and letting things be. And we trust this feedback, this joy of renunciation, or the peace of wisdom, when we're in alignment with the river of our lives, as opposed to when we're struggling against it, and there's tension and stress. So we'll continue in silence now for a while.
whatever arises internally or externally is just part of the river of our lives. And as a meditator, practitioner, our job is to not be confused by the emotions and the thoughts and the sensations and the sounds that come and go but to learn how to be right in the middle of the river, this activity of the body and the mind, content, content to allow nature to be nature. Of course, it's not easy for us to stay in the river. The mind tends to get identified with the good stuff and to get identified with the difficult stuff that arises. At least we can begin to sense this particular Dharma skill of staying in the river of the moment the changing, flowing river of the body, the mind, the heart, everything flowing on and on. Learning that we don't actually need solid ground in the way we might imagine, but rather we can just let life be what it is. changing, flowing river 
it's already, of course, this way. We're just learning to come into alignment.
So instead of sliding into our usual way of meditating, just an encouragement to, in a very simple way, eyes open or closed, either way, sitting in a relatively still manner, relaxed, and just sensing the movement of our life right here and now, as it actually is. So we're not trying to make any kind of special experience. We're just noticing and being aware that things are already, always have been in motion. Like a beautiful river of our life. And we're just doing our best not to get confused or identified with what we like and what we don't like. But just to stay in the movement of the moment, the flow of our life. So in a way, we're learning how to yield to the truth of change, to soften with it, it's not about getting somewhere or fixing something or getting rid of something. Practice could be understood better as a learning how to align with the way it is right now. So that's why it has more to do with listening, being receptive and sensitive so that we can actually be interested in the way it is. And of course, we need to get curious about all the ways, because of habit, all the ways we, the heart, tends to hold on, tends to be tight about this or that. And when we notice that holding, that tightness, we relate to it in a friendly way. Is this needed? Is it helpful? Is letting go possible here? This place where I'm holding tightness. Is it possible to soften and to allow to let go? We learn very quickly that we can't force the letting go. That's just more tightness. Turns out to be a lot more about getting interested in the truth of change. Things coming, things going. So for example, if there's a drama that's 
showing up in your heart right now about work, about a relationship, whatever. The habit will be for the mind to attend to the content and the emotional feeling of the drama. But the practice is more about noticing that the content and the emotion, the feeling, all of that is a river, a changing, flowing, natural river. The drama is already in motion, already subject to change. We learn to keep that in mind, to be interested in that, the truth of change. Just so happens that it turns out to be the most relevant aspect of the present moment, that it's changing. Or at least one of the most relevant aspects of the way it is. So for the last minute, just learning how to stay right in the middle of the currents of our life that are here and now, not fixed in any way, not requiring any grounding. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.